1: as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long, on that night an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge,
0: Ron. In terms of what you can see come out of this thing here, uh, well, what, what are your thoughts—good, bad, or, or otherwise?
1: Uh, I hope
0: everybody learned something from the things that have gone on and either
2: how to avoid them or how to learn to deal with things rather than do the instant freak out of whatever's going on. Uh, I find it interesting that we've been doing this for almost an hour and a half and not one person has really brought up the social, racial and all the things that happened in 2020. And what did we learn from that? Uh, good, bad or indifferent. And, you know, ultimately you're responsible for yourself and a little bit for those around you, I hope people will learn to take that responsibility for themselves and the things that they do rather than living consequence-free. Um, you know, I, I remember some TV show special, something, where they talked about learning to judge slowly, and that's not something anybody wants to do anymore. Uh, and I hope we can kind of get back to that a little bit that says, hey, you know what, I can listen to this other person's opinion, I may not agree with it, but at least I can listen to it and treat them as a human being rather than as a horrible human being. They should be all be locked up.
0: You must listen to me. That, that scares me more than anything. Well, yeah, very well said, Ronnie. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned about uh, some of these strife uh, parts of this as well, because it's uh, again to t- 2020 that uh, for a year that, uh, you know, I know folks like uh, Chris and myself. Uh, looking back at history, you might look at a year like 1968. This really was a year. You had the 1968 strife. You had the 1918 disease. You had the 1929 crash of the stock market, albeit it recovered. It was a love child of, uh, some of the worst years, uh, together in American history. And, uh, yeah, the strife was, was definitely a part of it. Uh, Johnny.
3: 1949, black death, killing a third of Europe. I mean, we, we, we face more difficult
0: situations as a species. Well, let me ask you this, though, Chris, uh, because I got to tell you, like, early summer, when when there were the riots and that kind of stuff happening, I I just, I don't know that I've ever felt this before in in my life because the pandemic was still going on. I really felt like the earth was spinning off its axis. I really, really felt like nobody knows where things are going to be going from here. Uh, Did you feel that at any point in time here, like this was just completely spinning out of control?
3: No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the riots and other things are, I think, were ended up being more of a function of you, uh, they came right off after lockdowns. Right. I think too much of this ends up being, uh, bottled up youth using, a, you know, uh, grievances as an excuse to go out, loot, burn, and destroy. It. And I think youth has always sort of had a tendency to want to do that. Um, and you combine that with you know, unfortunately, leadership in some um, urban centers in some cities that was more than willing to let it take place. I mean, I mean, my God, you, the press doesn't even bother to report anymore on on the Antifa in Portland had a riot on New Year's Eve. Did you well, know it? they might ransack more sections of Portland? Um, you know, you don't even know that because they have city leadership that's willing to let it happen. Uh, in the press, that's not just bored on talking about it. Um, so do I think that that's a great shift in terms of the overall population and whatnot? No. I mean, look, I mean, that's, again, 99.9% of Americans aren't out rioting and doing things like this. Um, that's a lack of leadership in, in, um, that allowed this stuff to fester, and, um, and, and, and they need to be held accountable on their own end. But I never really felt like he was getting out of control. Now, look, I mean... Again, I would have felt like it was getting out of control if we were seeing, you know, roving bands rolling through all sections of society, burning and looting, and you know, you know, we, we just weren't at that point. It was a very, in the end, despite media, it was a very limited, uh, you know, segment that was out there doing these things. Um, and, and to be frank, most of the damage was being done by a bunch of snotty punk ass white college educated. Losers, all right. Whose parents are very affluent and have pampered them, and they didn't get spanked as children. Um, That's the problem, Um, and 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 that's that was mostly the catalyst for most of the nonsense this summer. You know, by the way, those would be probably the same people that mostly rioted in 1968 too, right? Well, we know that. Classification. Yes. Screaming for socialism then, and they're screaming for socialism now. Um, so I know I never felt like it was out of control. I I just felt like some of it too was the pandemic, the lockdowns, press looking for stuff in an election year, yada yada yada. And and don't forget that stuff is self feeding, right? right? There are people that have a political agenda and they're able to take advantage of a situation. And the press shows up and is like, ooh, give us more, give us more. So what are they going to do? You know, they're, the press is demanding, you know, a new season of riot. So the actors are going to provide it for. Right? So yeah. I, I just I, I didn't feel like things were coming unglued. Um I don't think we ever reached anywhere near that point.
0: Okay, well and I'll tell you what, to your point, CNN was running about a solid month of Riot Night in America pregame shows there with their panels and getting geared up for that and,
3: and I both know that what does that do? It yeah. encourages more of it. Yes. So you're one of these people that's you're sitting there in you know, inner city wherever and you're seeing this, and now you're going to go out to see what's going on, and everybody else, somebody starts smashing a window and stealing stuff out of the target, you're going to, you know, there's a lot of people that are just going to like, I want to be part of the television show, right? They're out there doing that. I'm going to get mine. And and I never felt like this was our society coming off the rails the way it was portrayed to be.
0: Well, I was was scared that it might, I mean, if it expanded beyond those areas, then you know, if you're starting to look at having to call out the National Guard into like you know, suburban and even exurban areas, then you got real issues because it would have been spreading further. Thankfully, it never came to that. As as we're turning all the way around on this thing here, uh, looking uh, back at the year and, and ahead, uh, Johnny, it's interesting to come to you on this one here because the point that I've made in some of our private Zoom calls here, one of the definitions coming out of the 60s and the 70s was that, hey, a conservative is a liberal who's been mugged by reality. And uh Johnny, I don't know if you're yet a conservative, but you, my friend, are a liberal who's been mugged by
1: reality. <laughs> I've evolved. I've evolved in twenty twenty, I will say. Uh, possibly. Um yeah, definitely uh the um uh, I really felt uh from watching the way things were portrayed and covered it really in uh I don't know, I I don't know, awareness, but really kind of made me think about uh, some things in, in, in terms of media. And it's always good. I really enjoy these conversations and, and listening to, to others frame things. Um, so, yeah, uh, I still wish we had uh, an objective news program, you know, that just gives you the news. Uh, but I do uh, find you just got to filter. You have to filter. You've got to take things here, take things here, listen. Develop your own idea. Look for that common ground. Hopefully, um, I was really disappointed in the kind of lack of humanity in the spring that I was seeing with, uh, you know, continued. Uh, you know, Chris put it great with these rioters. I don't. I couldn't have. I couldn't have characterized who these people are any better. But that's exactly who they are. The kind of, I, the, you know, into the narcissism, into the lack of awareness for others. The uh, I deserve mine, right? The entitled I deserve mine, I'm going to get it by any means necessary. You know, forget the having a conversation and, and you know, developing a relationship as the one-on-one. And, th- and I think that's hopefully where we're headed. Hopefully a takeaway is, you know, people will kind of slow down. I like Ron's uh, take on, on slow to judge and look for common ground with people. And I hopefully this is grassroots and it happens locally. Uh, And, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be be interesting to see where it goes. Well, yeah, it always is as we head into
0: uh, year 15 of the FDH Lounge and uh, looking ahead here at the the rest of the decade. And uh, I have to say, again, for for the challenges involved in uh, doing a panel like this one, the first time that we've done it uh, remotely here, but uh, necessary to do during a pandemic. Uh, I always take it on myself, uh, to try to tie things together, particularly when we're going to be hitting a bunch of areas like this. But what was, uh, just even greater than I anticipated about this was not only the great points that everybody made, but the way that you guys were actually able to build on each other's points and, uh, use that as jumping off points as well. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough, uh, both for the content and for the, the cohesiveness and, uh, you know, following up on other things that people had that were interesting. And that's what's going to make this such a great thing for people to go back and listen to. So, again, many, many thanks to you gentlemen here, uh, original FDA Lounge Dignitary Chris Galloway and uh, FDA Lounge Dignitaries Ron Glasnap, Johnny Adams, and Anthony Patrone. Thank you very much, gentlemen, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this special 14th anniversary edition of the FDA Lounge.